Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Monday, March 22nd, 2021, and this is day 1,119 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Thank you so, so much, my Lord, for waking us up, for giving us your breath of life, for giving us your precious son, Jesus Christ, so that we could have eternity with you. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, who is here now leading and guiding our very footsteps as we allow. I thank you so much, Father, for helping us to yield 100% to letting thy will be done in our lives. I ask that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is overcoming cultural cultural barriers. If I could say that, uh, overcoming cultural barriers. Yeah, that even in the Bible there were uh different cultures that had different uh different um things that they or celebrations, uh different um uh things that they uh did and and it was very important to their culture. Uh but it may not have been as important in other people, in other people's culture, but they still, they may have done it just to uh, kind of fit in or to keep the peace or whatever that may be. We're, we're going to be talking about that. And then I'll share a little bit about how that applies to us. Even today, we're going to be coming out of Acts chapter 16, uh, verses one through five, and then we'll go into some other, um, verses in the book of Acts. Okay. So starting at, uh, Acts chapter 16, verses 1 through 5, and it says, Paul came to Derby and then to Lister, where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was Jewish and a believer, but whose father was Greek. So this was important because this lets you know that this was a mixed marriage. All right. So you got a, a person that was a, a the mother who was Jewish and then uh, uh, the father who was Greek, which also meant that the children would be what would be considered at that time half breeds. Okay, so verse two it says the believers at Lystra and Iconium spoke well of him. So uh, the disciple named Timothy uh, lived, who Timothy lived, whose mother was Jewish. So they're talking about Timothy who was well-spoken of. And it says, Paul wanted to take him along on the journey, so he circumcised him because of the Jews who lived in that area, for they all knew that this that his father was Greek. So he circumcised him, and, and the circumcision uh, was something that was a custom of Jewish belief. However, Timothy was a mixed breed, okay? He he was mixed with uh, Greek or he was Gentile and Jewish together. So that the people uh, during that time, 
uh, were not looked up on favorably by the Jews at that time. It says, as they traveled from town to town, they delivered the decisions reached as um, they they delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem for the people to obey. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and grew daily in number. So Paul also was Jewish, and it may make you wonder why would he want Timothy to be circumcised? So we'll we'll dive into that in a little bit. Uh, a little bit about uh, Timothy's mother Eunice and his grandmother Lois. They both taught him about the Lord uh, from a child. And uh, Timothy was the first second generation believer during that time, uh, during the, the book of Acts. So they had already started spreading the gospel. And then now here comes the next generation. And he was the first of that second generation to come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. But the women, the mother and grandmother in his life taught him the word of God. Now, what were they going around sharing what the apostles had come to a decision and they had to go around and let the church folks know? So let's jump over to uh, uh, chapter, we'll jump back to chapter 15, uh, why they the circumcision took place, what was going on. So let me, point number one, um, sometimes we need to go beyond the minimum requirements in order to help the people we serve uh, receive the testimony that we're sharing. This is why Timothy got circumcised. Based upon a new agreement, the Gentiles now, the Gentiles no longer had to be circumcised to prove their salvation. Um, however, Paul thought it would be the right thing to do uh, in order for the Jewish people to really truly hear what they were sharing about the Lord and the, for souls to be saved. So let me go back to chapter 15, starting at verse 11. Uh, chapter 15, uh, verses 5 through 11, I'm sorry. And just give you uh, just a little history on what was going on and why uh, they were going back to different churches to share the decisions that were made. So there was a decision or a disagreement about everyone needing to be circumcised. It says, then some of the believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees stood up and said, the Gentiles must be circumcised and required to keep the law of Moses. The apostles and elders met to consider this question. After much discussion, Peter got up and addressed them. Brothers, you know that some time ago, God made a choice among you that the Gentiles might hear from my lips mm -hmm, the message of the gospel and believe. So if you read prior to this, uh, Peter had a dream and uh, God showed him that the gospel was not only for himself and the other Jews, but also for the Gentiles. And this was a, a great uh, revelation uh, for Peter and so he began to share it with the other apostles. So now other cultures were able to receive the word of God. And it says, God who knows the heart showed that he accepted them by giving the Holy Spirit to them, just as he did to us. 
He did not discriminate between us and them, for he purified their hearts by faith. Now then, why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of the Gentiles a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors have been able to bear? Uh, Circumcision uh, is not what's going to save us. (laughs) And, And he's letting them know that it's now we're not under a new dispensation and under the dispensation of grace. Uh, because of Jesus dying and resurrection, his resurrection, uh, dying on that cross and and rising up on the third day. Uh, And he was victorious over death, hell, and the grave. So now he says, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, That still encompasses uh, the commandments of Jesus, but when you love your neighbor as yourself, you're not going to kill them. <laughs> you're not going to kill them. You're going to treat them uh, well with uh, dignity. Uh, so verse 11, he says, no, we believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved just as they are. So basically they repealed uh, the circumcision Law that they had to all be circumcised in order to uh, be a believer. Although Jews still practiced it, and that was okay if they wanted to, but they could not force the Gentiles to do this. But Paul, uh, just to uh, keep the peace and to prove to everyone that Paul, that that Timothy uh, was uh, upright, he he was a believer. And he wanted them to receive him in as he was going to be uh, serving under Paul. So it says, we will have to make, well, these are my notes, I'm sorry. <laughs> we will have to make sacrifices and do things safe and legal that we don't really have to do. But we do it to keep the peace, whereby building the kingdom of God. Similar to going out to eat with a group of friends, okay? You're, you're the only one who doesn't care for the restaurant but every, that everyone's chosen. But to keep the peace, you, you go along to get along and something like that. You know that the ultimate reason for going out to eat is for the great fellowship with your friends. It's not really about the food, all right? What barriers do you, do you need to overcome? What are those barriers that are blocking um, the word from reaching the people that God has you to serve. What are those cultural barriers? I want to ask you now. What might those be? Point number two, I would imagine that Eunice, Timothy's mom, and her mother, his grandma, Louis, I mean, Lois, which is my mom's name and which also is her birthday today. So happy birthday, momsy. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I would imagine that Eunice and Lois had to overcome barriers of discrimination or even strange looks since Eunice was Jewish and her husband was Greek and he wasn't saved. <laughs> she was. But the greatest barrier in their marriage was that she was a believer and, and her husband was not. Now, now that can cause lots of friction. But that did not stop Eunice and Lois from raising Timothy up in the Lord, teaching uh, him the word of God. So, so much so that Paul chose him to travel with him. He was like a son to Paul and others spoke highly of Timothy 
all because his mom and his grandmother did not allow barriers to disrupt raising Timothy in the power of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Many souls were saved because of it. You see, what we're doing now, we're planting those seeds now in order to reap a great harvest of souls that are going to come to Jesus Christ because of us saying, you know what, I'm not going to let this block me from reaching all people, right? Uh, I don't care what you look like. I don't care what your, your race is. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ. And we have the responsibility. We have been given this great uh, ministry, this great responsibility to share it with all people. And so when we do go and, and other uh to other countries or dealing with other races, um, there are going to be times where we may have to, you know, just we not get circumcised, but but maybe um, we may have to wear a veil or we may have to do certain things uh, that that don't we don't necessarily do, but it's not going to break our belief in Christ. It's not going to ruin that or go against the word. So hey. Why not do it? I remember when I first started going to my parents' church, when the Lord had me start to go there, they used to, my dad believed in women wearing a covering over their head um, based upon what he understood the Bible to say. And I understood that differently. I understood that that's what they did during those times, uh, that we didn't have to do that now. But to keep the peace, it wasn't going to make or break my salvation with God. I wore one, uh, you know, uh, and then after a while, he got an understanding and we stopped doing that. So there are going to be things like that. Uh, so some things happen uh, also in my own personal life where there were cultural barriers uh, that we had to overcome and how God sent someone through the prayers of the saints. So here's what's happened. Even now while I speak to you, my husband is in the hospital. He's been in the hospital since last Tuesday. So it'll be a week tomorrow. Uh, He has dealt with, uh, for several years, congestive heart failure. We don't own that. (laughs) We're not going to say he, because of his congestive heart failure. No, no, no. Because he was diagnosed with it, the symptoms of congestive heart failure. And uh, as it progresses, um, you, you get more fluid in your body. You get shortness of breath. Uh, he can't lose weight. He's gained lots of weight and it's been really hard to get it off. And he also deals with diabetes. So, you know, it's kind of like a double jeopardy. And he had to go in the hospital this time uh, and he's had to do this from time to time because of fluid buildup, which basically the fluid is drowning his organs, especially the heart. The heart is overworking and it can't pump the way it needs to because of all the fluid that builds up in his body. And when he got to the hospital, they immediately started giving him uh, what we call water pills, LASIK, LASIKs that will help him to basically pee. I mean, you know, pee it out. <laughs> and they put it through an IV and they have to do it very gradually or else he can cramp up and really get even, feel, get feeling worse and and all that. And that happened to him before. So they began the process. And after a couple of days, you know, a fluid came off, but no more was coming off. And uh, he was just kind of stuck in limbo. And 
his regular heart doctor, who has been wonderful, had to go on vacation. And one of his colleagues came in to see my husband, which was, to me, God's answer to prayer. Uh, He came in and he said to him, he said, I specialize in what you're going through right now. Your regular heart doctor, his specialty is rhythmic, rhythmic, the heart rhythm and getting it back on, on pace, which my husband has a pacemaker as well and a... Um, Oh, oh, I forgot the other thing he has. But anyway, he has a pacemaker and um, that he needed that doctor then. But he said, I specialize in what you're going through right now. And he said there have been studies done on black people now uh, that prove that the medication you're taking for your heart was uh, does not affect you in the way it does white people. He says it is not strong enough, so we're going to double it. He said, and also the uh, the method that is being used right now to drain the fluid off of your body uh, is not going to work any further. It's, it's just stopped. And there's been a study, uh, another also a study on black people using another method to get this fluid off. And he he was like... What? My husband was just in awe. And he goes, yeah. And he says, we'll try that. And we have to keep you in the hospital, though, to monitor it, to make sure it doesn't affect your kidneys in a a negative way. So we'll be monitoring you very closely so we can't send you home with this. So he did this. They've been doing this the last few days. And he has lost another 20 pounds of fluid because of that new study that this doctor knew about, which was a cultural barrier we knew nothing about. So here my husband was stuck in limbo until God sent this man, this doctor. He also said, I can get your heart function back to 50%. And there is a medical term for this, and I, I can't remember what it is. But But right now, my husband's heart is at 17%. And he says, I can get it up to 50%. And we're going to keep you in the hospital until we get another 20 pounds of fluid off of your body. I'm like, oh my gosh, shut the front door. What on earth? This is unbelievable. But these are things that we don't always know. And God will open the door uh, to let us know because there have been many of these barriers that have blocked certain cultures from getting the help that they really need, the right kind of help. And I'm so grateful to God for opening that door. And and that's why I'm sharing it with you so that you too will know what to ask for, what else is out there that is available. Uh, and, and this goes on beyond the medical field, you know, in every area of all of our lives, how we need to be aware and cognizant of these things. And God is bringing it out. He's allowing us to see it and bringing the cultures together and understanding we're the same in Christ, but we're yet, our body makeup is different uh, on the inside, the way that that we deal with things. So I want to say that to you, to encourage you about other uh, barriers, cultural barriers that that we may have make us feel uncomfortable talking to certain races because I don't have anything in common. 
you would be amazed. We have, here's the main thing that we do have in common, and that is our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus the Christ is who we have in common. And we must not allow anything to divide us. We must really work at overcoming these barriers together and sharing the Lord with everyone and the love of Christ with everyone. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address and receive the four Greek words for love and learn all about God's agape love. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.